good. Good to good to talk to you. How's, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. How's how's life in Colorado? Well, up. It's been pretty cold this spring, but we did not get our May snow dump, which was nice. So Maureen's garden uh, didn't get pummeled. That's but, good. Uh, you know, we can't go too many places uh, yet, although the breweries opened Wednesday. So that was a big date. I haven't gone down to one yet, but I would imagine they're going to be packed. We, uh, we're we wearing masks everywhere, even on the hiking mm-hmm. trails. Mm. The, um, you, um, what was I going to say about the, you know, the grocery store visits, liquor store, you know, Home Depot, that's kind of our troika. We don't go, we haven't been out to eat because you can't. Oh, I know what I was going to say. They're going to open the streets, like on Pearl Street. They're going to let the restaurants spill out into the streets and, and set up tables. So outdoor eating will be a much bigger thing here than it was before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you seen a lot of people, are there a lot of people out and about? Well, people are dying to get out. I mean, I played golf yesterday with my neighbor, and it's hard to get a tee time these days because so many golfers – it's a great outing. You know, you, you're basically outside. You have less chance of getting it. You're only with one, two, three other people. So golfing is going crazy, um, but the hiking trails are really busy. So if we go, we usually go once a week on a decent hike, five, six miles, and cool. and uh, you're running across a lot of people that are out and about. How are things there? Uh, pretty locked down. Uh, yeah, everybody's you got to wear a mask to go in the grocery stores, but I, I go for walks in the neighborhood and don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And most other people are walking around not wearing one, but anytime you go into an establishment, you got to wear one for sure. You're supposed to wear one. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Oh yeah. 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 But do you wear it when you're hiking? No, we have them around our neck, you know, like a buff and then we just pull mm-hmm. it up if we're coming across a hiker and then we take it right. It's hard to hike with a, you know, the breathing part's kind of difficult, but, you know, people here are pretty respectful of what we're trying to do. The masks are everywhere. Um, you know, it's not like, it's not the deep south where people are saying, F it, I'm not doing that. The Coloradoans are pretty clear about let's protect each other. So, yeah, it's it's working. The first, you know, obviously for all of us, the first several weeks were difficult. We went maybe once every 10 days to the grocery store, and that was it, in and out. You know, mm-hmm. minimizing, and then the rest of it was TV and cards and Scrabble games and, you know, yeah. we kept ourselves puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. We kept ourselves busy. But uh, with summer coming, it's natural that one, people want to be outside. So we'll see We'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I really feel bad for people who, you know, caught this, this caught them unaware and, you know, a lot of deaths in the U.S. And why we have one-third of the, of the world's deaths, I haven't figured out yet. out of this and they'll find a secure and we'll get a shot. Yeah. Wait, are you... Wait, is the connection good on your end? Can you hear yeah, me? it's a little static, but it comes and goes. So, okay. Yeah, okay. they're a little better there. Okay, okay cool. All right. Um, how, do yeah, you, Chris, about... how do you do this? Do you have, a, like, a machine in your apartment? Or what, what do you, how do you do these podcasts? No. Uh, for the phone calls, I download this app called Rev Call Recorder. And that's what I'm using. Yeah. So I'm just recording it on my phone right now. And then, yeah. 
It's really when easy, actually. It? Yeah, I just post it. Uh, it takes me 20 minutes. It's real quick. And, Do you uh, have, it, like, a, a subscriber base? I mean, who's who's listening to these? Um, not, I, I've been doing it. I've been doing it solid for – I started last February, so – it's been over a year, but um, wow. I've I just been, I put them out, like, I, I put out a lot of content, and uh, yeah, I get, like, a decent amount of listens, I guess. I, don't, I, I just cool. keep putting them out. I just turn them out. That's my thing. And, uh, no, I yeah, noticed. I, I, do, I look back through your library. There's, like, one a day almost. Yeah, yeah. I just, I do a lot of them. I just talk to in my phone just by myself. I'll just, okay. Okay. it's kind of like an audio journal almost. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. Uh, I I just like talking and uh doing kind of creative stuff is good for me. I, I just like doing it. Yep. Have you been able uh, to get back to the studios or are they not open? No, haven't done any of that. I think I think they're all shut down still, but hopefully like July they'll be reopening. What do you think the uh the networks and the streaming services will do for content this fall? I know the movies are going to be there's going to be like a at least a six-month lag on new – I mean, they'll put out the new Bond movie and stuff that they've been holding, but what what does what like early 2021 look like for, for box office or even television? I think – Nobody's making anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the landscape of movies and TV is just shifting. It's away from <clears throat> the movie theater to streaming platforms. Like there are a bunch of new streaming platforms are popping up. So that's kind of the future of TV and movies, I think. It's like yeah. Disney Plus. What they're all everybody's getting a new streaming platform now. So I wonder. I wonder if we go back to the movies someday. First of all, I wouldn't go to a, a you know an opening night kind of thing. I might sneak into the theater when there's five people. You know, the last week the show is here, but um, I wonder if we're all be sitting there wearing masks watching a two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about the drive-in movie theaters? They're coming back what? a little bit. Yeah, who's which? Which stadium did that? Oh, it was oh, it was Hard Rock in Miami, I believe. Really? They threw up a screen and, and inviting cars to come to their parking lot. Wow. Anything yeah. good revenue, I guess. Yeah, there's gonna be more of that, and I've heard of some comedians are doing that kind of drive-in, something like that. Like we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah, live entertainment's definitely taking a big hit, that's for sure. Well, and concerts. I mean, when's the next time? The thing that they, you know, that I read last week about the virus is that large gatherings where people are singing, cheering, yelling is going to be super bad because you're just, you're just exhaling out of your mouth all those germs. Imagine mm-hmm. 100,000 people at a football game. Well, they don't sit on their hands. They're, they're screaming and yelling and you know, that person right in front of you, in the row in front of you, is getting all of that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah. concerts are that way, too. I mean, people cheer at concerts. I mean, I, don't, I haven't heard what Red Rocks is going to do, but there are a lot of little concert venues around our town that have announced we're not going to have anything this summer, which is a bummer because we go to a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Maybe Red Rocks might be okay because it's outdoors. I think the outdoors ones will come back quicker. I think and quicker, maybe, but you still, yeah. Maybe some now spacing. They, they might people. sell half the tickets, and then they might have a spot. They stripe out the the seating, and you gotta mm-hmm. don't leave your little six foot area. I don't know. We shall see. Um, 
it might yeah. be a while. You know, being 61 is a little different than being 25 or 26, whatever you are, seven. 27. Um, it's not terribly frightening because Marina and I are in very good shape and we're healthy, thank mm-hmm. God, and, you know, we're active. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, if I were 75, I would think twice about going to a concert or, or a game. Yeah, yeah. People, speaking of, you were talking about golf. Did you watch that the Tiger, Tom Brady, Phil, and Peyton thing? I watched I watched every minute of it, yeah. Oh, really? How was that? I didn't see it. It was terrific. It was um, funny. You know, Brady struggled mightily, like uh, like not an eight handicapper, more like a thirty. And um, oh. Peyton was Peyton was funny as hell. Tiger was kind of quiet. Phil was teaching. He was showing Brady where to hit shots, and then he would. Justin Thomas would ask him a question about how you're going to hit this chip, and he'd go, "Well, see this dark spot here. I'm going to land it here, and it's going to roll up." And then he would do exactly what he said. It was riveting. Now, I almost all my sporting events, unless it's the Vikings or the or the Nats, I will tape it, and I'll start it like an hour and a half in. So I could take a hmm. two-hour NBA game and watch it in 45 minutes because I just sip through the halftime and the commercials. Right. Okay. So, but I didn't. I did that with this because it started late anyway. But then. Yeah, I went outside for a while and came back. So I, I didn't sit there for five hours, but it was fantastic. It was great, just what we needed. Wasn't it? It was bad weather too. It wasn't raining. Oh, that was the best part. It was just pouring, and the, the course was really wet. I mean, the it must have spongied some of the greens because at one point they showed it was just like one green was half underwater. So wow, it, it, was, and it then, was good. It was cool. Was Charles pretty funny? He was pretty funny. He was giving Brady a lot of shit, and then Brady hit that shot that you know that um, that birdie um, chip from about or pitch from about 125, and he told him to suck on it. He suck on that. <laughs> so there was a lot of banter back and forth, and it was actually kind of exciting because on the back nine, you know, they did alternate shot, and Phil and and Brady made up a couple shots. So there was a, it was a one shot match. You know, they only won by one stroke. Wow. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, we need sports, that's for sure. Like, now, I, also heard watching... that you, I, I heard that you, you talk, I listened to Matt and Brett's podcast, and I... Oh, yeah? Did, did I hear you say you did not watch The Last Dance? Me and Matt were both... We I didn't watch The Last Dance or Tiger King. I, I avoided huh. both of those. Well, I, I don't even know what... I, I've avoided... I haven't even opened an article on Apple News about The Tiger King, let alone watch oh, it. I got an good. inkling of what it was... And I said, yeah, that I'm gonna. St- I'm, that's not for me. I'm gonna stay away from that. I don't need to get into that world. So I don't even know anything about that, and nor do I care to. But I, I was riveted by the Last Dance because, of course, that's my dad, your dad, and my and, and my era. You know, that yeah. was the greatest oh, yeah. basketball player ever. And that's uh, fun. so it was. It was very, very interesting to see the backstory. You know, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, Matt. Did you hear what Matt was saying? That Matt thinks that LeBron is better. And MJ. Yeah, he's wrong about, about that. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I understand where he's coming from. He never saw MJ play, and LeBron is truly great. But mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm not sure about the one-on-one contest. I, I do think Jordan could probably beat him. Um, oh, really? Now, LeBron would muscle him up if he wanted to back him down, I suppose. But you know, but Jordan's pretty fast yeah. and pretty quick. And so yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that contest would look like, but. Um, also, Jordan has more of a killer instinct for sure. So yeah. he would just 
he would want to destroy LeBron. That's, right. Yeah. Le, yeah. Um, what do you think about the NBA? Do you think it's going to come back this summer? I well, I've got a lot of thoughts about those three sports. That's our four sports, really. I mean, the the hockey thing seems weird to me. Uh, Twenty four teams. I don't know why they're doing that. I I don't know why they just mm-hmm. didn't take. I don't know why both leagues are not just saying, "Hey, if you were in a playoff spot when we stopped, we're going with sixteen. Let's ramp it up." You know, mm-hmm. but. Um, the, the NHL thing with the, like my Caps will will get a buy, so some oh. two other two other teams are going to play a th- best out of five for seeding, and then the top four seeds in each conference come into play and play the next round. Well, you're going to give two teams maybe five games of ramp up, and my team doesn't get any. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. disadvantage. Plus, there's no home home ice advantage anymore. They'll be playing in these neutral sites. There's no fans. So don't be surprised in the NHL if there's a ton of upsets or, or you know weird things that happen. The NBA, um, I love the Orlando idea. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, and if you played the series, I know Silver wants best of seven, but if you went early first round best of five, then you're sending like half the teams home out of the bubble within a week. Seems like a mm-hmm. cool idea. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really worried about baseball. They cannot seem to get their act together. They are fighting an hour yeah. on money. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't owners, get that. No, the owners are trying to squeeze them. And, yeah. And uh, it's a long story, but they, they made a deal in March, um, collectively bargained, where the players would get a prorated share. If you played 82 games or 81 games, you get a half your salary. Well, now they want a, a sliding scale. Where a guy like Garrett Cole, who would make thirty-six million, would only get eight million. You know. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah. the players have said, "No way, man. We're not doing that." So now we're at an impasse. And then you have football, which is going to be very interesting. I could see, I could see the NFL more than the college game. I think some of these colleges are going to say, "If we don't have students, we're not having student athletes." Yeah. And well, if that's the case, well, you got a Big Ten with you know, 12 teams, do five of them not not even play? You know, it's going to be mm-hmm. really wild to see what happens. Did you hear about what Notre Dame? They already said they're coming back. Yeah. Did you hear about it? Like, you know, they said they're bringing the students back. Yeah, some schools have – this is kind of strange to me because you'd think that would be conference-wide. Of course, they're independent. But, like, CU announced um, here in Boulder that uh, – they announced their plan for the fall, and they are going to have students. When they send them home for Thanksgiving, they're not going to bring them back. Everybody's going to just stay home. And they haven't okay. even talked about the spring semester yet. But, yeah, yeah I, I would imagine different states, different colleges, different conferences will all do this differently, and the mm-hmm. schedule will just be a mess. You know, what if you had a non-conference game, you know, in early September, and that team's not playing? You just Maybe you're not playing that week, or maybe you scramble to find an opponent. I don't know. It's, the team's in – the SEC and Texas are definitely going to be playing oh, for playing. sure. They're playing. They're, they'll, they have got, they'll, they'll have 100,000 people in their state. Yeah. <laughs> There's exactly. no question. Those people are not going to be yeah. deterred from their football. They'll be there. They'll be there. And then you'll you see the, the tail. Did you see the, like the Ozarks and the Memorial Day weekend photos? Yeah. All that yeah, stuff? I saw, saw some of those pictures, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Who knows what what will happen in the next? We can't predict the future. That's I guess. Mm-hmm. All we know now. 
But um, oh yeah, I was gonna say, where did where are they doing the NHL thing? They're they're going to choose two cities, and they've got about eleven that they're considering, and they're gonna probably put I would imagine they'll put Western teams in one sort of Western city, and and then the Eastern based teams in in the East. Um, if they yeah, because you know they've just mimicked the Western Eastern Conference thing probably. Uh, you know, Vancouver has been mentioned, but you know, no Chicago, no LA, no New York are in that list. They haven't decided yet. But all the okay. teams would play in that city. So now baseball is different. Baseball has sort of abandoned their one of their plans where they were going to do Grapefruit League and Cactus League and maybe a Texas kind of thing. They're, they they want to play in their home stadiums to no fans. So really? you're going to have the same travel. You're going to have the same, you know. Um, because the regional sports networks want to, you know, televise, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess they would probably do that anyway. But, you know, money will drive a lot of this. Money's driving a lot of this NBA talk, you know. Right away, people yeah. went to Zion. It's like, well, if you really want all 30 teams to play, some of them ridiculously, like the Warriors, who are way out of it, is that because you want Zion on TV five more times or something like that? <laughs> we'll see. I think. Zion is overrated. That's my hot take. I think Zion's overrated. It's well, it depends everyone. on overrated for what. I mean, he's, when he was playing, he was kind of getting his 20 and 10, wasn't he, most nights? Yeah. And that's a he limited, kinda, limited in minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know um, Julius Randle? Sure. Kinda reminds, he kind of reminds me of a, a good, a better version Big, of Julius Randle. Bigger version of Julius Randle, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know. Cannot believe that Jay let him go to New Orleans. They should have done the front envelope and got him to the big market like Chicago. <laughs> that would have been. Do you, what, do you believe in the that conspiracy? I think the frozen envelope is true. I think the Patrick Ewing uh, frozen envelope story. I definitely see that. Um, yeah. I don't think the I don't think the David Stern sending Michael Jordan off for 18 months because he gambled is true. I don't think that's true. Somebody would have leaked that by now. What do you think, like, why did MJ play? Did they explain why MJ played baseball in the last dance? Well, um, fatigue from 11 years or whatever it had been that he'd been carrying the bulls on his back, just finished three straight championships. His father had been murdered that spring, mm -hmm. if you recall. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. I think he just needed a break. Now, he happened to go do something, like play another sport, where some guys might have retired like Gronkowski and then unretire. So it's not that unusual for an athlete to take a year off. But what's weird mm -hmm. about it is he went and played double-A baseball, which was so strange. Yeah. All right. Speaking of you brought Gronk, I think the <clears> – my prediction, I think the Bucks Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Bucks. No way. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's my prediction. Yeah. Oh, that I, I'm confident. It's a good prediction. It's a good prediction. They've, they're going to have a good offense. We'll see if, if one hit to Brady and then your prediction goes crazy. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, he, Tom, oh, he's a goat. Speaking of goats, Tom Brady's the greatest football player of all time. Oh, no, he's not the greatest football player of all time. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, perhaps. But Jim Brown is the greatest football player of all time. Now, that's way before your time. Yeah. Way before my time, I was seven years old when he retired. But there was okay. nobody better than Jim Brown. You know Jim Brown, what? right? Oh yeah, Cleveland yeah. Browns. Yeah. What What back, made yeah. him? Was he a multi-sport guy too? Well, he was. He was not only. 
you know, he was All-American several times, I think, at, in the cross at Syracuse, in addition to being All-American in football. But okay. it's not like he could have went to the NBA or baseball. He wasn't that kind of an athlete. He was just an overpowering force of speed and power. You know, a lot of clips of him running people over. He, he Often people say, he, you know, a lot of experts would say he's the best football player ever. But you, you okay. can get arguments for different people like Jerry Rice or you go way back yeah. and you can get Sammy Baugh and Bronco Nagurski and, and guys like that. But um, Brady's great. There's nothing wrong. I mean, he's cool. Um, yeah. Nine Super Bowls kind of speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the um, – but I wonder why Jim Brown played lacrosse. I wonder if that's more of a East Coast thing because it's not really big over here. No, lacrosse was um, – it was an elite school kind of thing, really big in Maryland, big in the DMV, mm-hmm. you know, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. It was big mm-hmm. in, in the Ivies, you know, Princeton and Penn and these places. Um, I don't know why Syracuse was became such a hotbed for lacrosse, but it was an early hotbed. But yeah, it's an it's, it's an East Coast East Coast sport, but you know, I think it's popping up more and more across the country. I think it's definitely seeped into Illinois. You know, in some of those, you know, Ohio, et cetera. Um, not sure they played a lot in Colorado, but, um, but yeah, it's a, you know, the boys both played it. It's a very exciting sport. It's fun to watch. Um, there's a lot of scoring, especially in high school um, lacrosse, hmm. so you can you can kind of cheer for that. But you guys never have you ever thrown a stick around? I, I mean, maybe once in PE class maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i mean it's just not a wasn't a big thing we it's i mean we had a it, it's hard it's tough it looks tough they're yeah, it's they're hitting is it looks like a physical contact sport like they're hitting each other hard don't they well in the uh the, the higher up you go the less hitting there is so in high school when the when our when our boys played there were they played defensemen and there was a lot of hitting it's basically they were playing football with a stick almost hmm. and um but you go to the colleges and then have you ever, uh, the, 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 we used to always watch i think it was memorial day weekend the national title game and it was you know, like maryland versus uva or or duke or something like this every year it seemed john there wasn't yeah john's hopkins there wasn't nearly as much hitting and then if you watch a professional um, Major League Lacrosse MLL game, it's finesse. There's not a, I mean, you'll guard your guy and you'll get in front of him, but they're not blowing people up as much. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Is, is it kind of an alternative to football? Or I don't know what season. What season? It's a spring is it? sport. It's a spring sport. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you will find a lot, a lot of football of... players play lacrosse. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, do you got to get going soon, or no, about a few more minutes, minutes or what? Yeah, All right. Minutes, cool. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you about. So, have you been like working from home, or how has how has this whole thing affected your work? Well, I've been working from home for twelve and a half years. So, oh, once really? I, well, yeah, once mm-hmm, I left mm-hmm. corporate corporate life and uh, opened this consulting practice, this solo practice, it's always been from home. So it's, it was that way in Leesburg oh, okay. for five oh. and a half years, and now it's been that way for twelve, almost thirteen, or I mean, almost uh, yeah, almost eight, seven out here. So, wow. Okay. What I used okay. to do, though, a lot. What the what the shutdown did for me, though, is took me off the road. So I would, yeah. Um, I would have these coaching clients, and I would go see them occasionally, 
or I did a lot of corporate speaking or leadership programs where I was the lead facilitator or the you know master of ceremonies kind of guy. And mm-hmm. so I would spend three, four days at a time in a city, usually on the East Coast. Uh, I haven't traveled for business since late last year. Okay. Uh, so, like, wow. I had several speaking gigs get canceled uh, or postponed. And so, yeah, so, it's not, not as busy as I was. So is it kind of, is it like TED Talks almost? Or are you doing like team building exercises? Or what kind of stuff are you doing? Well, the coaching is one-on-one, and it's it's with senior executives, and it's on the phone. But I do go okay. see them, you know, to debrief the feedback and all that. The leadership programs are typically 35 to 40 high potential, you know, senior directors, VP types who are who have been given this unique learning experience where they come together maybe three or four times for three or four days at a time, and we're in a you know, we're in a room in their office or we're at a hotel ballroom and we're going, we're teaching, we're going through content. The corporate speaking is a in and out gig. So I will fly to a city and I'll, the next morning from nine to 12, I'll lead maybe a hundred people. I've done as many as 600 at a time through a bunch of reflective exercise. I call it a workshop. I wouldn't call it a TED Mm -hmm. talk because it's not, they're much, it's much longer than that, but it's mm. a development experience that the company has decided to give to these people. And, you know, they talk at their tables. They talk with me. I talk to them. I have slides. It's kind of canned. I, I've done 285 of those in wow. the last, um, since my first book was written because it's based yeah. on the first book. And okay. um, that is dried up because, you know, nobody, we're not putting people in groups of 100 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how, speaking of your first book, how did were you a writer before that, or how did you get into that? Well, I I wrote a lot of articles um, that were in magazines, and then I wrote a leadership column online for three years. I, I had to write three columns a week, and they were wow. short. You know, they might have been a hundred to three hundred words, and okay. I just kind of I just kind of spoke about what was going on in the world, and then I wrote the two business books. And I don't know if you know this, but I. I know you know about the um, the memoir, right, that we gave Grandma at the, the lake in Minnesota. Yeah, everybody got, everybody I got read a copy that one. Of that. Yeah, you've got that one. But I, got I, I read um, that one. I wrote a book of short stories last year called Finding Amy Martin. It's on Kindle on Amazon. Oh, okay. That's eight oh, cool. stories. They're all set in Montana, and they run from the 1940s. Every story is a different decade, so they run from the 1940s up to the 2010s. And they're all completely different. Um, and now I'm working on a novel, which uh, was going to be one of the stories, but I liked it so much that I decided that I should blow it out and, you know, make it longer. Mm-hmm. And that is about women bootleggers in Montana in the 1920s, which is a real thing. Wow. There were huh. um, there's many articles online about women bootleggers during Prohibition. Maybe, I don't know, they had time on their hands or, or what, but, or maybe it was easier for them to do it. Maybe men had jobs or whatever. I don't know, but it is a thing. So I'm, I'm, it's fiction. I've, I'm crafting a story around this woman who owns a saloon in Butte, and she, mm-hmm. turns, she turns the basement of the saloon into a speakeasy, and all kinds wow. of crazy stuff happens. So I work about 
I don't know, maybe an hour, two hours a day on that in the morning. Sometimes mm -hmm. I write five pages. Sometimes I write one page. It just depends on how stuck I am or sometimes I go back and rewrite what I wrote because I <laughs> read it a week later and you don't like it as much. So it's slow going, but it's perfect for this time because I, I don't have anything else to do per se. So it's, it's yeah. definitely helping keep me, um, like you said, something creative, just kind of fun to open up the laptop yeah. every morning and see where that takes me. Yeah. So what's your writing process like? Do you, like, do you drink some coffee and like, do you go like stand and stand on the back porch and I like do, for 15 I do, minutes or? Well, I do a fair amount of writing outside on our deck. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. And a lot of times that, you know, that, yeah, a cup of tea with me, but that, mm -hmm. if I get my day going, I don't feel like doing it. So it's really got to be something I do, you know, at eight o'clock or even okay, seven yeah. o'clock, you know, so, because, uh, you know, once Marina and I get our day going, we're doing something, going somewhere, whatever. It doesn't fit in the afternoon as well. But, yeah. you know, you'd be surprised. Sometimes you wake up and you can't sleep and you go, oh, I have to go down and see what, what, what you know, what I can produce. But, uh, well, you know, you're yeah. a writer. You've, you've done this. It, it's, uh, it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, then, you know, I don't know how good it is. It's hard to tell how good it is. I read a lot. I usually read three books at a time. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I've certainly been exposed to a lot of styles and... You know, I don't know mm -hmm. if I've borrowed from anybody's particularly, but it, crafting a perfect sentence is like, that is real thrill. You know, because you, when you read a really good sentence in a book, sometimes you go back and you go, wow, that was amazing. I'm going to read that. Let me go back and read that again. It's just mm -hmm. like writing one. You go, yeah, that's a good sentence, you know, and then and you mm -hmm. have a bunch of crappy ones that follow that maybe. But mm -hmm. uh, finding different ways to say things is a challenge. Um, like if you use the word excitement in one paragraph and you want to put that same thought across in the second paragraph, you got to find a synonym. You know, you don't want to keep using the same words. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's an intellectual challenge for sure. Are you doing any writing? I, I've been, I write on my blog occasionally and, um, and I just published like I published three books because I figured out how to publish books for free using Amazon. So I haven't even printed any copies of it. I just published three books of, of writing that I had done over the past couple of years. I'll have to look but, you up. Do you have the first yeah. one on there? Um, so, yeah, there, one of them has a picture of our cat on it and then our black cat, Kitty. And then the other one has a picture of our old black lab dog, Athena. Mm -hmm. And then the other one's a picture of me and my sunglasses. But uh, you can find them if you just search my name on Amazon. So Okay. But you got yeah, sponge yeah. cake and stuff on there too still? So, yeah, still got that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. All up. Yeah. So what are you, do, what are you yeah. doing beside? What are you doing for uh, cash? Honestly, I haven't, I haven't earned a dime since March 10th. But luckily I have – well, I got a couple things going for me. Like like I talked to, I think I was talking to Brad about this. I got low overhead, and because I got roommates, so I mean I know that's like temporary or whatever. But um, and I I got uh I had some money saved up, and I got my twelve hundred. I got twelve hundred once. Right. From right. yeah. So, but I mean I think I'm just pretty optimistic. Like I think I'll be hopefully I'll be working, in, you know. 
I mean, like all the background, all the studios, like you were saying, they'll be coming back because yeah, they're they're dying, they're dying to produce content. Like, like I never answered your question. I don't. I think they're going to be doing a lot of, like, they'll just be showing old, old stuff like reruns, like, like how they show old sporting events on ESPN. Now, you know, yeah, I got been... pretty tired of that after a week. I, I was so excited <laughs> to, but then I'm like, ah, some spare 1993 baseball game. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> you know, it, it's the it's the thrill of you don't know what's going to happen that makes sports so cool. And you know that if you, if you wanted to, you could look up what happens. So you guys are all taking care of each other. I take it like everybody's kind of pitching in and so on. What do you what do you mean, you guys? You and your you roommates. And... You and your roommates. Oh, um, I mean, no, I I get my own groceries. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, we just, we just keep to ourselves because we each have our own room. So it's pretty separate. It's a, it's one of, it's a, you know, the California style houses that is one floor and then it's spread out. So yeah, we each have our own rooms and I I rarely see them, honestly. Now, were these guys that you knew, were these friends or did you just answer an ad in the paper or something? How did you get hooked up with these guys? Found it on Craigslist. Just took okay. a took a gamble on it, and uh, I've been here for a year now. So. so you're really in and out of the kitchen, for instance, just on your own. You're not you don't like all five sit down and have a meal together. Nah, our kitchen it's a remodeled house, so the landlord he made the kitchen like it's like half a kitchen. So okay. yeah, you're definitely in and out of the kitchen for sure. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. We we don't have a. It's all good though. I mean. Yeah. I'm. It's nice. It's for, yeah, it's just what's to be expected for the amount, yeah, all that stuff. But you I want to obviously have you, a vehicle, right? You have a car. Oh, I got the same car from high school. I still drive oh, my same car. Like, that's cool. I still, what, you, <laughs> I've been what do you drive? What is it? A Honda Accord. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. car. That, that'll last forever. Remember my dad drove one for 20 sure. plus yeah. years? Yeah. We've had Honda Accords, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, wait, I want to ask about writing. You were talking about good writing and like perfect sentences. Do you think? I think writing is subjective. Like if it's good or not. I I think it's. I think. It's, it's, what do you think about that? Well, I think you're you're. Uh, I don't I, I don't agree, but that's because I've. I think I've gotten jaded about. So there's 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 I don't know five six seven eight types of novels you know you got your crime mystery type novels you got your your some people call it chick lit that's not really fair but maureen reads a lot of books about relationships and families and things like that that's Mm. not my kind of book Uh, i could read a book like that and i could enjoy it if the writing was awesome um Mm. but you know i think i think some right i think yeah you're not you're not wrong of course different people like different stuff but like i you can't put Shakespeare in front of me. I, I can't handle it. I don't want to read it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not my thing. Um, and anything from, you know, way, way back. Like, I tried War and Peace several years ago and had to put it down because I'm like, first of all, it's way too long. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to devote that much time to it. But, you know, the mm-hmm. guy would describe yeah. the uh, the dirt on the on the sidewalk for three pages. You know, it just wasn't – that's not mm. the thing. So I think we develop our tastes. And so you might say – I don't think that was very well written. I think this was very well written, but that's all because of how you how you like to consume it, right? So what's your yeah? What's your favorite genre of books then? 
that's hard to say. I mean, I do read a lot of, um, well, most of it's fiction versus nonfiction, although I like to have a nonfiction going at any one time because, you know, you don't have to pick, you could pick it up three weeks later and it's not going to, nothing's changed. It's not like you're forgetting the story. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say popular fiction, you know, is probably what I read. And um, But my nonfiction, you know, your dad likes to read a lot of nonfiction and we have many of the same yeah. books and we'll talk about them, but... It's, it's, I'm reading a, and then there's historical fiction, which is a different style. Mm-hmm. I'm reading one right now by a guy, a local guy named Dan Simmons, who writes a lot. And it's a book about Hemingway in Cuba in 1942, who, this is based on a true story, had a spy ring of a bunch of, you know, um, people that he knew on the island trying to spy on the Germans that were in submarines out on the coast and stuff. And, you know, the guy embellishes and he makes a story out of it, but he, he found this germ of a real true story and then he blows it out. I like that kind of wow. stuff. Wow. Lo- I would never do a historical fiction because that's a lot more work. Because you you're basically writing a nonfiction and a fiction book, right? Well, that's the thing about this novel so, that I'm writing. So I had to do the research on the mining in Butte. And you know all about that being from Montana, but... You know, I had to go kind of deep on the Anaconda Copper Mining Company, um, okay. how, Butte, how, you know, how Butte got started as a town, uh, what was Prohibition like. Um, I had to learn how you make moonshine so I could describe it. Wow. Know, I had to, I, I'm trying to be factually accurate because, you know, when yeah. somebody reads a book and they go, that's bullshit, that's not how they do that. So I'm trying to, you know, represent that. In, in an accurate way. So there is research. And, and I would say for every one of the eight stories in Finding Amy Martin, for instance, one is set in Glacier National Park. And there's a missing 13-year-old girl, and that's the title story. You know, I mm. I got a map, Chris, out of, and Scott, Scott did too when he read it. I got a map of Glacier National Park, you know, those maps you get when you go into the end, you know, the visitor center. And I yep. used that as my guide, so every single lake, trail, stream, creek in that story is real, because I just wow. got it right off the map, you know. That's cool. Yeah, so that's, even if you're writing fiction, you're doing some research. That's crazy. Did you travel? Like, how were you doing your research? Were you? Did you travel to Butte, Montana, yeah, or did just the internet? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. finger right in my fingertips. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. When's the last time you were in Montana? Oh boy, I have to think about that. You're pretty, aren't you pretty close? Uh, we're not as close as you think. I mean, if you go, uh, like your aunt Joe is working in Casper, Wyoming, it would take me, I'd say, a good four or five hours to get up to Casper. Okay. Boulder, and then you're talking another what, two maybe to get into southern Montana, or one, one and a half. I mean, Bozeman's okay. got to be a good eight nine hours away by car. Okay. Yo, you wow. know the last time we were in Montana, I can tell you, Maureen and I rented an RV, and we flew her mother out to Denver. We all got in the RV. We drove up and picked up Grandma Arnie in Rapid, and we went up to North Dakota to Teddy Roosevelt National Park, and then we went down oh, yeah. through, um, you know, the um, Custer's Last Stand. We went to Yellowstone, went to the Grand Tetons. We went back towards Devil's Tower, where I'd never been. And we had a great week. We were gone about seven days in the RV, running around uh, to national parks. Is I man, we did the RV thing back in '03. We went around Oregon in the RV. 
Uh-huh. That's the only time. That's the only time I've ever done. Do you like doing the RV? Like, where are that advantages? I do. I do like the RV life. Yes. I wouldn't want to do it like <laughs> like Grandma and Grandpa did it, where they did it like for months and months at a time. But yeah, having everything with you, um, it's really convenient, and you know, it's a bit of a big vehicle. You got to lumber around the interstates on those Cruise America type RVs, but uh, you can see a lot and. It's just so convenient. You can't do it. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it for more than a week to ten days, probably. What about? Oh yeah, that's reasonable. What about cruises? Were you ever a cruise person? We have been on a fair number of cruises, um, and I wouldn't say we're a serial, you know, cruisers. But our last trip hmm. was on uh, the Yangtze River cruise in China. In fact, we were in Wuhan, China, in oh. October. Just, that's right. Just I looked at the October. pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, yeah, what was so it like? We, uh, it was very, very strange. You know, um, yeah. very homogeneous population. So you're you're only encountering Chinese. You know, there's not oh, yeah. anybody from Thailand or you know Africa or United States or anything. So it, it, that takes some getting used to. It's um, I, I don't have the time to go into all my thoughts about China, but we were. I'll tell you this: I'm glad we met when we did. Because I don't think we'd go now. I don't think we'd go now. Oh, no. No, no. No way. Yeah. No, I mean, never. Now, you know. No, no. No way. No way. I mean, I I was almost a little surprised that you went then. But did you have any, like, second thoughts about going then? No, we didn't have any second thoughts. You know, it was a a deal where they met us at the airport in Beijing, and then we were with them pretty much the whole – all the way to Shanghai, including the river. Okay. So – and there was okay. one guy that took 25 people. I think there was 150 people on the vote, so there might have been five guides and hmm. uh, or six. And they, <clears throat> you stayed with that same guy every day, going on you know, day trips and things like that. So we always felt safe. Never ever felt threatened in that regard. Um, the hmm. Food was a little funky, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, I'm very glad we went. But like I said. Um, like Maureen said, if we hadn't gone when we did, I would never be. I've never gotten there because I'm not going now. And I'm like, ever? And she goes, Well, no. You know, why would we? So, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. We we got that one out of our system, and we were supposed to be in Ecuador in April, but we had to. That all got shut down, of course, so we didn't get to go. Wow. How how are you guys? Like, do you have a tour company or tour guide that sets you Maureen, up with all these trips? No, Maureen does it all. She sets okay. it all up. And, um, now, Ecuador was going to be mostly on our own, but we were going to go out to the Galapagos Islands, and that we were on a tour with. You know, we were on a, on a boat. So sometimes what's we're the, with other people, sometimes we're not. What's your favorite place you've ever traveled? New Zealand, by a, Ooh. about 10 miles. Yeah. It's, uh, Ooh. <laughs> that was a Did you go? Ter- Terrific. We went both islands. We were spent three weeks down there, and it was just us. We just drove around. Wow. And, um, what What's so great about it? Just the scenery and the people and the clean air, and the, it really boils down to the landscape. It's just the m- most beautiful place I've ever seen, and um, yeah. people were friendly, and you know, it's wide open down there. They don't have a lot of people, so you know, you'd be on a road for hours almost hardly see any other cars it was really great that sounds cool yeah all right all right well 
we, I, me and Brett and Matt were saying, because do you ever listen to the Rewatchables? I, wa- I listened to, first of all, we, we got to talk podcasts, so I heard you mention going yeah. over to uh, Matt. So yes. I listened to the PTI podcast. I don't watch it on TV anymore. I just use it when I walk around up here. I listen okay. to Tony's show every morning. Um, yep. Because when I when we lived in D.C., you know, Tony was a radio personality. After he quit the post, then he was on the radio. And then they started PTI. He's a he's ubiquitous in the D.C. area, and he's been mm. on lots of radio formats. He's had lots of different shows, and so I listened to mm-hmm. him. Do you listen to his pod, or were you referring to PTI? I I do. I listen to both. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm a huge um, fan. He's yeah. a big. He, I'm a big fan of his. And then I listen to Simmons. Yeah. I yep. listen to some of I listen to all the BS podcasts. Yeah. I'll cut out if they're going really deep on. Like I don't do the redraftables, but I listen oh, you don't? to every, I like those. I listen. Yeah, he's such an NBA nerd that I I can't go deep. Yeah. Well, the boys like that. Yeah, right? The um, the rewatchables. If I've seen the movie, I'd never miss an episode. If I haven't seen the movie, like Eddie Murphy Boomerang recently, I didn't bother listening because I I didn't I didn't see it. It's much more mm-hmm. fun if you've seen the movie. And oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll watch the movie after I listen to them. I'll go, I'm going to go watch that again. <laughs> and I enjoy yeah, the yeah. hell out of those. But I, I was telling, I was texting Brett last night. I said, you better not let Chris steal his uh, categories or Simmons will sue him. <laughs> You're going to have to make up your own categories. I heard you guys are going to do a movie. Oh, we are. And I already came up with some categories. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, sure. The, it's just very basic. It's it's um I kind of I'm stealing a different person, I guess. I'm stealing from the NBA because it's just we're gonna just MVP of the movie, rookie of the year, or rookie of the movie, coach of the movie, most improved, executive of the movie. Okay. Do those, and then and then we're gonna do scenes like most implausible scene. Okay. Most. Yeah, a couple of those. So yeah, that's what so, our plan is. So you you got to give them the categories before they rewatch it, so they they can make notes. Oh yeah, and yeah. Set I mean, up the categories so that they're prepared. I mean, you're gonna choose triple oh, yeah, frontier. Yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah. That that's why I thought it was funny because I was thinking about it last night and I was like, I haven't even seen this movie. Have you? Yeah, I've seen it. You have? Wow. Yeah, I've seen it. Cause I, I was watched like, it when it first came out. Yeah. When did it come out? Uh January maybe. Oh, it's been out a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it good? Made for Netflix. Uh, well, I'll say this: it's a good action movie, and mm-hmm. you know, there's, a, there's a lot of shoot 'em ups. But I wouldn't say the plot is, you know, you know, terribly deep. Okay. Because um, I was thinking, do you do you think we should do a movie that we've all seen before? Because I have, I still need to watch this movie. I haven't even seen it. Well, you have to do a movie you've seen before, otherwise you can't talk about it. I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, well, I mean, would you pick a movie like that, or would you pick a sports movie? Um, yeah. Would that be more fun or more interesting? I don't know. I mean, um, I really love the rewatchables. I they make it. They just have so much fun doing those. And uh, if you've seen the movie, you can relate. Like, yeah, that was a stupid scene, or that person's performance wasn't very good, and. It's just a great way to pass an hour and a half. Uh, they've gotten quite long. They used to be mm-hmm. an hour, but uh, um, yeah, I, I it, think, it's fun. I think me, you, and my dad should do one. 
That'd be fun. What would we do? <laughs> what, what movie? Um, I don't. Because I, cause also I was thinking, because they've done like over 100 movies. So we're eventually going to do one that they've done. I think that's fine. I think, because we're not going to name it the Rewatcher. I'm not going to steal the name, obviously. No, you can't steal the name. To, of course not. No, no. Got to think of a name. But I don't know. We have you to. you get your dad to do a movie podcast, I'm going to fall out of my chair. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Why? I just think that would not... be something outside his wheelhouse. But I think you know, it'd be cool to it'd be cool to try. Get him on your I know, podcast I was, and ask him what he's up to. I was thinking, yeah, because I I was just thinking that yesterday. I was like, I gotta text my get my mom and dad. And my brother and sister. I might as well just at this point. I'm just, I'm just doing a lot of, kind of branching out with it. So I'd love to hear your. I'd love to hear you and your sister rap about what she's up to. Yeah, I'm gonna get her on. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. just gonna text all of them today. But I have so many different. I have a bunch of interviews lined up. So I'm doing like three more today. Oh my gosh! So, That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll let you go then, so you can get out on with it. This was fun. I thanks for asking me to be on, and um, I hope you're doing well. All right, yeah. Well, thanks to, thanks for uh, coming on, Uncle Steve. That was You're fun. welcome, man. Take care. Talk All right. See you later. Yep, bye. yep. All right, bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Rate, review, share, subscribe, baby.